I have a question for you. Do you have your ass kicking shoes on? Wake up and be amazing and welcome to Think and Be Fit, Fitness Redesign. Look good, feel good, live well with me, Trainer Dane, as I educate, motivate, and empower you to lifelong healthy living. The norm is no longer good enough. It's time to make healthy the norm. Wake up and be amazing. Your life depends on it. America, here's your wake-up call. Did you know the average American is approximately 20 pounds overweight, $10,000 in debt, slightly depressed, dislikes his or her job, and has less than one close friend? Even if only a fraction of this statistic is true, Americans need some serious waking up. You do not have to live life overweight. You do not have to live life in debt. You do not have to live life slightly depressed. You do not have to hate your job. And you do not only have to have one close friend. I read that quote where it says, the average American is 20 pounds overweight, $10,000 in debt, slightly depressed, dislikes his or her job, and has less than one close friend. When I was reading The Miracle Morning by Hal Erod, and it just stopped me in my tracks, and I've used it, quoted it, and said it over and over. And I believe that he was right when he said America needs a wake-up call. You see all, every day, all the time, buy this, buy that, buy this magic potion, get skinny. But we never really talk about getting healthy. And then getting healthy isn't just physical health. So it's why it's think and be fit. There are actually seven elements of wellness. Seven dimensions of wellness. And I, I'll turn that into fitness, right? Fitness, wellness, we'll say they're synonyms. There are seven dimensions where the physical is definitely one of them. I use physical fitness as a cornerstone for change. Why? Because I can quantify, you can quantify it from the very, very first day you begin to make that change. Did you move more today than yesterday? There are only two answers. It's yes or no. Now that question didn't say, did you do it for a mile, for 10 minutes, for an hour? Did you go to the gym? Did you run? Did you jump rope? Did you play on the trampoline? Did you dance? It just says, did you move more today than yesterday? But understand, physical fitness is only one element of the seven dimensions of wellness. We have coined E squared I-O-P squared. Those are the seven dimensions of wellness, of fitness, emotional health, environmental health, intellectual health, occupational health, physical, social, and spiritual health. That is E squared, I-O-P squared. So I challenge you to memorize that. When you have a conversation with somebody and they talk about fitness, you're like, yes, I am a camper at Camp Glenard. I am a member of this gym. I am a member of this dance community. I am all of that. And it's wonderful. But understand that each one of those pieces allow me to dominate, control the seven dimensions of wellness. And they're going to kind of look at you and go, what are they? And you're going to say, you know what? Remember this acronym, E squared, I-O-P squared. And then you're going to take your fingers and go, emotional health, environmental health, intellectual health, occupational health, physical health, social, and spiritual health. 
And by dominating, controlling, and taking care of my physical health, I can work on the other six elements of wellness. And that is what we're going to talk about today. Because you need to wake up and be amazing and understand that your life depends on it. As we begin to dig in today on the seven dimensions of wellness that I said that we call E squared, IOP squared, all I could think of as I was grabbing my hat, grabbing my water bottle, standing up, not sitting at my desk, was the scene in A Few Good Men with Tom Cruise where he's like, I think better with my bat. Where's my bat? I think better with my bat. Well, for me, it's always a baseball hat. Has been since I was a kid. I mean, I literally wake up in the morning, 3.30 a.m., coffee pot off, went five minutes before at 3.25 as we have an auto-grind coffee pot. And I put my feet on the floor, grab my glasses, get my flip-flops or some sort of shoe, put on my robe, and then I put on my baseball hat. So that's where I am today. I want to dig into emotional wellness. Emotional wellness will be controlled by the other six elements of wellness. So environmental, intellectual, occupational, physical, social, and spiritual health. So where are you emotionally? Where are you tuned into your thoughts and feelings? Are you optimistic? Rule number one of Danish is every day is a great day. Why? Because over the years I decided that I was going to look up at the sky, say a blessing, now look and talk to my dad every day and say, thank you for giving me today because I can make today better than it was yesterday. And by doing that, I will always remember every day is a good day. Actually, I say every day is a great day. Good and great. It's kind of like the new commercial, okay. You don't want your trainer to be okay. You don't want your food to be okay. You want it to be great. So all human emotions are important. All human emotions are important. Happiness, sadness, anger, they're all important. Pain, they don't all feel good, but they're super important. Being able to love, be loved, having a sense of fulfillment, again, being optimistic, having self-esteem, self-acceptance, and the ability to share your feelings. Tips for optimal emotional health include tuning into your thoughts and feelings. I said earlier that all emotions are good. They just don't feel good. Cultivate that optimistic attitude. Every day is a great day. Seek and provide support. Find somebody that will call BSBS, will give you a high five, will look you in the eye, tell you that they love you unconditionally and give that in return. Learn those time management skills. We can dig into this later throughout the year. But when you're in control, life is easier. It's one of the reasons that we use fitness as a cornerstone for change. Because from day one, we can quantify whether you did or you didn't. Did you do more today than you did yesterday? When you take 60 minutes a day just for you. Start there. 60 minutes just for you. Maybe you start with 10 minutes, but right now we're building up to where people are doing 60 minutes a day and they're controlling that one hour every single day. Then that one hour leads to the next hour that leads to the next hour to the next hour. And before they know it, they are controlling life instead of life controlling them. Look, give yourself a little bit of slack. You would never tell your best friend your sister, your mother, your daughter, that they were fat, overweight, lazy, good for nothing. But why do we tell ourselves if we fail, if we fall, that we are, or we eat ice cream, or we don't go to camp today, that we aren't any good, that we're not worthy? Well, be your best cheerleader. Be your biggest cheerleader and accept yourself for who you are and fail with grace. Fail with grace. 
meaning you cannot succeed. You will never succeed if you do not try. So recording this the morning after the Eagles and Saints game in the divisional round of the NFC playoff game, and Alshon Jeffrey has been the leading receiver for the Eagles all year long. And last night, with about two minutes left, the Eagles were moving the ball on the Saints down by six with the potential to win, move on to the NFC Division Championship against the LA Rams. They're moving the ball. Nick Foles drops back, throws a perfect pass, hits Jeffries right in the fingers, and it deflects off his hands and gets intercepted. Well, you know what? Just like he said, Doug Peterson said, that one play will not define his career. It won't. He's got to get back in there. He's got to get back in the weight room. He's got to get back and take care of himself. He has to be surrounded by teammates and say, look, there are a lot of other opportunities in place throughout the game that might not have put us in a situation where if you drop the ball, it gets intercepted, the game's over. So he's got to fail with grace because the world is made for triers. So again, emotional health is the first one that I will always say when it comes to the seven elements of health and wellness. I will always say emotional, and we're going to get here in a moment, and spiritual at the end, because I believe it's what you do between emotional and spiritual that ultimately leads to health and happiness. So tune into your thoughts and feelings. Cultivate an unrealistic, for most people, optimistic attitude. Every day is a great day. Seek support. Find your tribe and love them hard. Begin to develop time management skills, and accept and forgive yourself, and learn to fail with grace. The second E and E squared of the seven dimensions of environment. Your environmental wellness is the area around you, your physical environment, your home, your place of work. Where do you go have a drink? Where do you go eat? That is your environment. That is your environment. It consists of maintaining a way of life that maximizes harmony in your everyday life in a place that minimizes harm to you and others. It includes being involved in socially responsible activities to protect the environment as well. So I grew up in a time also when there was a big push um, to not litter, throw trash out of the car. In Texas, it's a big, don't mess with Texas. So be socially responsible for your environment as well. For years, I um, was a cyclist. I guess I still am. I just haven't done it recently. And I went from being a road cyclist, recreational road cyclist, to a recreational mountain biker. And I was doing it most weekends and loading the car, loading the truck and getting my helmet and nutrition and water and meeting my buddies on a trail somewhere. And two things happened to me in about a 30-day span on my mountain biking journey. One, I tried to do a jump and endoed and planted my face right into the ground. Don't really remember that moment because I knocked myself unconscious. Um, When I was able to get up, um, I looked like somebody had uh, beaten me to a pulp in a, in a bar fight, perhaps. Um, but I did decide to go back and mountain bike again. And about 30 days later, I was in Santa Fe, New Mexico at the International uh, Mountain Biking Summit. And they had beautiful trails. And we had a police escort from where the conference was, where everybody had their bikes, to the trails. And on the road... I'm talking and we feel like big wigs because we got that police escort. And as soon as that 29-inch tire hit the gravel, my brain took over and fear took over. And I didn't control it. I didn't know how to understand it. And if you've ever mountain bike, speed is your friend to roll over boulders, little tiny rocks, um, roots. So speed is your friend. You cannot ride that brake. 
you're just destined to get an accident, and which I did. And then going back and wondering why, what was it that caused that fear? Well, my environment had changed. So when I had been on the road for all those years, knock on wood, I'd never been in an accident. But I had been in a pretty severe accident, knocked myself unconscious on gravel over tree roots. And all of a sudden when that tire went onto the gravel in Santa Fe, New Mexico, my brain took over. And I didn't have the wherewithal and the strength to overcome what my brain was telling me. And my brain was really just telling me to do that for safety. For safety. So where are, it's the same as um, Thanksgiving, right? So maybe you've got a big family Thanksgiving and there's certain people that go to Thanksgiving that you don't really like their company or they're going to say something to hurt your children's feelings or whatever. And before you even get there, the hair on the back of your neck stands up. You walk in with a little bit of chip on your shoulder. Why? Because your environment has changed. It's not your dining room table. It's not your living room. It's not something that you put together. So your environment has changed. And that's where so much of that stress comes. So can you minimize environmental change or learn to become comfortable being uncomfortable in the changing environments? Think about it. Can you, maybe you don't check your email all the time because you get stuff that just drives you crazy. So unsubscribe. If, if the Dane Boyle Fitness email causes you stress, please unsubscribe. Unsubscribe today. If it brings you joy, man, please read it cover to cover. And share it. When it comes to protecting the environment, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle. We do that at our house all the time. So think about it. What is your environment? How can you control your environment? How does it affect your daily habits and your emotional health, environmental wellness? The second E, E squared, IOP squared. Intellectual wellness. That dimension, this dimension, is your creative side. And what stimulates you mentally? The six inches between our ears is probably the most important real estate there ever is on this earth. So how do you challenge yourself intellectually? What resources do you use? Who do you surround yourself that challenges you? That doesn't just nod their head and smile and go, that a boy. Well, what does that mean? Is everything you really believe and say the ideal compliment situation? So find that person that will challenge you, that you can challenge. Can you take a course or a workshop so that you can learn, so that you can challenge yourself, so that you can learn something new, that you continually, continually be stimulated by learning? Maybe you take a perfect language. Again, you don't have to be perfect at it. You just have to keep trying. You have to fail with grace. You have to know that maybe you won't conjugate the verbs perfectly, but over time, over time, over time, you will get better. Again, seek out people that challenge you intellectually. Read, read, read. I've read over and over that the most successful people on earth get up early, read, and exercise every day. So when you talk about, or I talk about the five people you surround yourself with are the five people that will shape and mold you the most. It's also what you put into your brain. What are you reading? What are you listening to? What you hear here here at Think and Be Fit Fitness Redesigned will be positive, will be encouraging, will always tell you that you are meant to do hard things and challenge you to live life to the fullest through all seven elements of health and wellness, emotional, environmental, intellectual, occupational, physical, social, and spiritual health, E-squared, 
IOP squared. So intellectual health is your creative side. What is stimulating you mentally? How are you challenging that six inches between your ears? Get online, look for a course, look in your local community. Can you, do you need to take it or want to take it? Will you actually go have an instructor? Do you want to sign up for a course that you can take online and do it at your own time and your own leisure? Maybe you can learn a foreign language. Are you going to seek out or will you seek out somebody who will challenge you intellectually that you can challenge intellectually? Read, read, read. So I have read um, When a Man Thinketh this year. I'm about to finish um, Brene Brown's book, Dare to Lead. Took me a second right there. I didn't have that notes in front of me. I'm going to reread next The One Thing by Gary Keller. It's been talked about a bunch with the people that I um, train, coach every day. was listening to um, Lewis Howe's podcast today, and the young lady was talking about different things, and I just checked out her Instagram um, site, and she's reading The One Thing. It just spoke to me like maybe it's something I should read again and delve into a little bit better so that my one things can be based on emotional, environmental, intellectual, occupational, physical, social, and spiritual health, E squared, IOP squared. Occupational or vocational wellness. So it's what you do, what you use, your own personal gifts and skills and talents, right? That will provide you happiness and enrich your life. What are you doing in your occupation and what is your attitude about work? I'm extremely blessed that I lead 16 outdoor group fitness camps every single week as an entrepreneur with Camp Gladiator. And I love every single minute of it. I don't ever tell somebody if I've got to leave a party or leave a barbecue or whatever that I've got to go go to bed because I've got to go to work. It is just what I do. I'm blessed that my vocation is my recreation. So not only are we going to feed my soul with my occupation... I'm going to have a quality environment right around me. It's going to feed me emotionally. It's going to feed my pocketbook as well so I make a healthy living doing it. So what are you doing for your occupation? Do you love it? Do you hate it? I said earlier that most Americans do not like their work. They just do it. So can you find or have you found something to integrate that you love, that you're passionate about, that somebody will pay you to lead to do? Because you can love it. And you can want to do it, but if you're not making a living, then it becomes a hobby, not your occupation. So have you explored a variety of careers? Remember, Colonel Sanders didn't start Kentucky Fried Chicken, chicken until he received Social Security. So I don't believe you're ever too old. Don't ever be afraid. And sometimes you just have to jump and take that leap of faith and find your wings on the way down. Can you create a vision for a healthy, positive future? Have you been able to choose a career that suits you and your personality, your interests and your talents? And be open to learning new skills. So oftentimes when I get a brand new camper coming to camp and we have some skill, maybe it's, maybe it's a basic squat or push-up, two of the things we're going to do almost every single time we get together. And they don't feel they're very good at them. And I will ask them what their experience is. And many of them are novices. They tried, they failed, they weren't consistent. Um, and nobody maybe really taught them how to do a, a perfect squat. And I said, then I want to take you back to this situation. When you walked in to kindergarten and your teacher asked you what number one was or meant, you had no idea. So your teacher wrote a numerical representation of number one on the board. 
she held up a block or he held up a block and said one. And you came back the next day and you said, Dane, what's number one? And I shrugged my shoulder and said, I don't know. They wrote the numerical representation of a number one and showed a block. And they did it over and over and over until one day my brain turned on and said, one. And I got a round of applause and I went about my business playing. The next day I came back and she said, or he said, Dane, what's two? I don't know. And they wrote the numerical number two and held up two blocks. And every day and every day, it kept growing and growing and growing and growing. And that's what I challenge you to do, to be open to new skills and learn. Remember, the world is for triers, to fail with grace and crush that occupational wellness where you use your gifts, your skills, your talents to gain purpose, happiness, and enrichment in your life. When we were writing the E squared IOP squared acronym, we purposely put physical wellness somewhere in between because we believe ultimately that is the cornerstone that's going to get you joy and happiness in all other of the elements, all other of the six elements. If you feel good, emotionally you'll feel better. If you feel good, spiritually you'll feel better. If you feel good and your body's running at the optimum level and you have adequate exercise and proper nutrition, you're more likely to be happy emotionally, environmentally, intellectually, occupationally, socially, and spiritually. So physical is including, you know, are you disease-free? Are you on less meds now than you were before? Have you gotten rid of all the medication? Are you getting regular checks up here? Are you getting your immunizations? Are you protecting yourself from injury and harm or not doing anything purposefully to get hurt? Look like sometimes you're going to get hurt. I didn't specifically um, cut my tip of my finger off 12 or 13 or 14 years ago when a door slammed on it. It was a complete accident, but I'm much more aware of where my hand placement is now when the door is being opened or closed. Have you or are you willing to develop healthy habits that will not only add joy, but years to your life? I often think when we have been sedentary or we have been obese or are sedentary or are obese, that we don't even realize how crummy we feel until we begin to turn that around and build a healthier habit or healthy lifestyle. And then you realize, man, I really felt like shit all those years. It doesn't mean you're a bad person by any means. It just means that for whatever reason, one day turned into a week, a week turned into a month, a month turned into a year, and perhaps a year turned into a decade, and you've made poorer choices. That's all. It's just a choice. It doesn't, that choice doesn't define you. But you, and you alone, have the ability to change your physical being, which will then lead to changing the beings and well, of all the other elements of wellness. So are you exercising daily? Start small. Do the compound effect. Start with 10 minutes. Do that for seven days. The following week, I challenge you to use the 10% rule and add one more minute. Now it's 11 minutes. And so on and so on and so on. It won't take very long, but you're literally at 60 minutes a day. Get adequate rest. I hear, and I did a little survey in one of my private groups about the seven elements of health and wellness, and I kept hearing that lack of sleep and stress were two of the biggest things that people need to work on. Make it a habit. Create a bedtime. Create a wake-up time. For me, my 3.30 a.m. Monday through Friday came because I was training at all kinds of different hours, sometimes at 5 a.m., sometimes not until 7 a.m., and I would sit on the edge of my bed, and I would think, what time do we need to get up today? Well, you know what? I needed a consistent wake-up time, and 3.30 a.m. 
Some of my buddies will tell me that's the middle of the night, not the morning. Well, maybe so. But it allows me to start the day that I want, doing my own personal development, doing my own personal reading, grabbing a cup of coffee and reflecting, starting in a moment of silence every single day. And if I wait till 4 or 4.10 or 4.15 and I have to get out the door, I've got to drive to the park to start my first camp, I feel that puts stress on me, but not getting up at 3.30. And then if I need to take a nap, I have a little bit of levity in the morning to early afternoon because I don't have camp, to shut it down, put my phone on Do Not Disturb, and take a little siesta and then start the day. Eat a variety of foods will help in your physical health. Eat the rainbow. I know you've heard it before. We have proportion distortion, which Dion and I will be talking about more of what we think we should eat and what we should actually eat in portion size, which leads into control your meal meal portions. And especially in the state of Texas, where everything is big, we tend to think what we should eat and what we really should eat. And they're completely different. And those are proportion distortions, or that is proportion distortion. So what healthy behaviors, adequate exercise, amount of sleep, are you exercising daily? And if you're going and you're doing nothing today and you come and tell me you're going to do seven days a week, I'm going to ask you to stop the bus, stop the truck. I think it's awesome, but we tend to start out like we've been shot out of a cannon and then we quit. So my challenge would then be, it's like, John, can you commit to two or three days a week? How many minutes? What days? What time? Let's do it this week. Each and every day you succeed, get out an old school calendar, put a gold star on it, and at the end of the week, see how successful you've been. If you crush that goal, then the challenge will be that 10% rule I talked about or getting perhaps one more set of 10 minutes or 11 minutes. And do it again and again and again. And I even had a camper today come up and say that she's been challenged by other campers to go to camp five days a week, which I think is phenomenal. I would never stop you from doing that. But what I wanted to ask you is, can you sustain it till next year and the year after? And the year after. So if you want to do it for a while and, it, and you don't get burnt out, then go do it. But remember, use and you can use physical wellness as a cornerstone for a lifetime of change. The first S in E squared, IOP, S squared, social wellness. How do you react in the community that you're in? And you know, if you're listening to this, you are part of a global community and the expectations and demands can be huge and suffocating. We don't want that to be. How do you communicate? How do you develop healthy relationships and social circles? Are you creating a healthy network of friends and family members? You know, remember that some people are in your lives for just seasons. And that's okay. And that's okay. Rid yourself of those people that are negative, that put you down, put themselves down, and look at the world as a bleak and dark place. Unless that's where you want to be. And if that's where you want to be, then that's where you want to surround yourself. But I don't want to be that way. I want to be around people that smile more, high-five more, cherish life, understand that they never should waste a heartbeat because you never know when your last one will be. So in your social wellness, you want to cultivate healthy relationships. Get involved in your community, in your church, in your local schools. Be a contributor to the community. What can you give to make your environment, your social environment, a healthier place. Communicate your thoughts, feelings, and ideas. And look, don't take no personally. No just means not right now. So if you have an idea that isn't taken wholeheartedly right away, maybe it just wasn't the right place. 
but don't forget it. If it means something to you, perhaps you can change it up a little bit and present it again. So who are you interacting with on a global level? What are your expectations of them? What are your expectations of yourself? What are the demands on your roles? Can you improve your communication skills to improve your social wellness? How do you cultivate intimate, personal relationships? How are you creating a positive support network of friends and family? Look, I'm just asking. At this point, we're not telling you how to do it or giving you a recipe to do it. But this is think and be fit is it's got to be thought first. So, for example, in my community, um, private community on the Dream Academy, we asked, what do you want to know on think and be fit? And almost all of them said about nutrition. And I think that's great. And that's why we're bringing Dion in. But at the end of the day, until you believe you can make change, until you believe and find out your why, and you begin to control the seven elements of health and wellness, understanding the portion size of potatoes is ultimately irrelevant. Because you feel like you're getting beaten down when you've got a measure and you really want a heaping pile of potatoes like maybe in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. If you haven't seen it, go back and look at the scene where he builds this heaping pile of mashed potatoes. Until we get our head wrapped around making change, improving quality of life, it doesn't really matter what we eat. We've got to figure out our why first. So again, in your social wellness, I want you to look at cultivating healthy relationships. Get involved. Contribute to the community. Share your talents and skills. And remember, communicate your thoughts, feelings, and ideas. The second S in S squared of the E squared IOP squared, spiritual wellness. Purposefully put emotional and spiritual wellness at opposite ends because I still believe and will believe that it's what you do in the middle that will bring true joy emotionally and spiritually. So your spiritual health, is what is it? It's a set of guidelines, right? Principles or values that guide your life. It encompasses faith, hope, commitment on an individual level that gives you a meaning of sense and purpose. For me, I start my day every day in a moment of silence and a little bit of prayer. And I look up at the heavens and I, I thank my do- dad for giving me the guidelines to be who I am as a man, as a father, I was a grandfather, as a leader. And I'm grateful. And I take that sense of positivity and I take it out into the world each and every day, whether it's outside in front of people, whether it's public speaking, whether it's leading um, outdoor fitness, whether it's in my home. But it, those guidelines and principles set me straight every single day, keep me guided. Do they make me perfect? No. Do I slip and fall? Yes. Is the world for triers? Yes. But one of the things that we have hanging on the wall, hanging on the wall, and it's actually a Bible verse that was shared um, with my wife and I, Tanya, from a buddy who we hadn't seen in a long time who had been going back to church and he was taking his um, notebook, his journal, into church and he wrote this down Hebrews 12:11 No discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful later on however it produces a harvest of righteous and peace for those that have been trained by it take a moment and think about your spiritual wellness have you found harmony are you looking for harmony have you found a purpose in your existence i know that my mission in life is to make healthy the norm i know that i was put on this earth 
to make you believe you can do more than you ever thought you could on your own. And by making healthy the norm, you have the ability to seek joy, happiness, and being prosperous in the seven elements of health and wellness. Emotional, environmental, intellectual, occupational, physical, social, and spiritual health. And we're talking about spiritual health. So, I challenge you to explore your spiritual core. Spend time alone. I mentioned that I do that each and every morning. Be inquisitive and curious. I woke up with that gene for sure. I was going to question, 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 but yet respect those that I was getting the answers from. Be fully present in every single thing you do. Listen to your heart and live by your principles. Allow yourself and those around you the freedom to be who you are and love who they are. See opportunities for growth and challenges that life brings you. I always say rule number three of Danish is embrace the crap. Those are the challenges. Again, it may be a little cruder to say embrace the crap, but if you've shoveled manure, it stinks, it smells bad. You shovel it on the roses and it rains in the spring and those roses will bloom and they smell good. You are who you are because of the trials and tribulations you've overcome. So embrace the challenges, embrace the grind. And you know what? Dig deeper into you are, who you are emotionally, and it will help you spiritually. Which is why we say emotional and spiritual health on opposite ends of E squared, IOP squared. End of January 2019, as I finish the Dare to Lead book by Brene Brown. But I want to finish that, be fully invested in that book before I move on to the next book and then share some things I learned in each and every book and each and every read I have throughout the year. It's January 2019, and maybe you decided that you were going to improve your life and change something. Weight loss, get fit, save money, build relationships. Well, think and be fit, fitness redesigned. I want to challenge you to start to think of fitness in the element realm of seven dimensions of wellness. E squared, IOP squared, emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, social, and spiritual health. Break them down. Listen again. What are they and what's the one thing that you can do to make it better? The one thing you'll do on a Monday, you'll do it again on a Tuesday, you'll come back that next week, you'll do it again and again and again and again and again and make yourself your own human experiment. Don't give up. Change that one variable in each one of those elements and work on it, work on it, work on it. And after 30 days, it doesn't reap or start to get some of the harvest that you're looking for then change that variable. But don't change multiple variables. In a science project, science experiment, we change one so that we know or decide if our hypothesis, our best guess, is right or wrong. And even if it's wrong, we fail with grace, we reset, we change the variable, and we do it again. So go out today. Make the world a better place because you are working on you. And when you work on you, you will make the world a happier, healthy place. Because remember, Jensen, Chero, and you are a badass will tell you there's only one of you, there will only ever be one of you, and that makes you pretty damn special. Thank you for listening to Think and Be Fit, Fitness Redesigned. I'm Trainer Dane. Where my mission is to make healthy the norm through education, motivation, and empowerment leading to lifelong healthy living. You too can make the world a healthier place today by working on you and understanding and knowing that people are watching you. 
please call in if you're on Anchor FM. Send me an email at dane at daneboyle.com so we can continue the conversation. I'm honored if you'd give me a follow at Trainer Dan on Instagram or Facebook. But whatever you do, get up, get out, and get moving. And together, we can make healthy the norm. Dream big, dream often, and dream out loud. And learn more at daneboyle.com. Sometimes it's just hard to say goodbye. I have one last request. If you would be kind enough to go to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review, I'd be greatly appreciative as together we can wake up and be amazing and make healthy the norm.